Life admin. Yep, it even sounds boring. No wonder it goes on the long finger. But when you do get round to it, a good place to start is by reviewing your mortgage. You really never know if there's a better option unless you look into it. That's where the Ulster Bank Mortgage Team could help. Wherever you bank, get in touch and find out about switching your mortgage to us. Just search Ulster Bank Switch. Ulster Bank. Help for what matters. Over 18s only. Ulster Bank Ireland DAC is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland. Welcome back to Murder in the Land of Oz. The oh, the song gets worse and worse every time. <laughs> Much like our lives. Worse every fortnight. Yeah. Every episode, we just keep coming to you with just how tragic our lives are. But that's mm-hmm. all right. Um, welcome back to another episode of Murder in the Land of Oz. Uh, we have, we're still in Western Australia. Um, it's my turn tonight. I'm going to be presenting the case. Um, is there any news to tell you? Do we have new patrons we need to shout out, Zane? No, but I do have a shout out that we got on our Facebook. So we've had some lovely people engaging on our um, Facebook messengers, sending us lovely messages, which is very sweet of them. Uh, So we got a message the other day from, I think her name is Kieran Hearn. Um, So she uh, works in the central coal fields in Queensland. Fucking hard job, doll. Oh my God. Like killing it. Um, So... And she was talking to her partner and she would like us to cover the Azaria Chamberlain case. We are definitely going to. That is one of the cases that we were like, okay, hypothetically, if we ever had a crime podcast, what would we talk about? And we were like, what would we talk about? Dingo's at my baby. Dingo's at my baby. We're doing it. Dingo's at my baby. <laughs> and because um, Lindy Chamberlain actually came to Brisbane last year and we almost went, remember? She yeah. did like a talk at the powerhouse. Yeah. Um, but tickets were sold out so fast. Like it was crazy. Um, so she, uh, Kieran has wanted us to cover the Azari Chamberlain case. Well, Doll, you've heard it here first. We will be. I'd say Ellen's going to do a smack bang job of that. So she'll be taking that one. Um, or we could double up. We were going to double up. That was our plan. We were going to, we're going to Alison Baden Clay it and both we'll, I'll, do it. We'll do what we did to the, for the Alison case and we'll double up for um, Azari. Azari, I beg your pardon. Um, and then uh, she also requested for us to give a shout out. So we're going to shout out to the C crew at Isaac Plains Coal Mine because apparently a few of them on the coal mine listen to us. So hi guys. Thanks so much for joining us. Hi. That's amazing. Keep, like, like keep doing the hard work that you're doing. Like Jesus. I could not do that job in a million years. So Not in a million billion years. Um, But thank you so much for listening guys. Like we really appreciate it. That's that's so lovely of you. Um, And then we also got a lovely message from Keith today Um, and he was like loving the podcast. I was like, thanks so much, Keith. Um, and he's like, understand you've got busy lives, but more would be awesome. <laughs> Dear Keith. I wish, doll, like if we could do this full time, that would be great. Oh, for sure. We but- we we are very busy women. We were we are women who like to load up our plates and then die very in stress. Much so. Every time they were it's- that we're like, oh my god, our lives are so hard. It's because we don't know how to be like, I don't have time in my life for that project. No, exactly. Um, it's so funny because um, I am starting therapy soon, which is very exciting. Yay, everybody um, go to therapy. Everybody go to therapy. I even, I, even just like booking in the appointments, I felt so much saner for it. Um, but my therapist keeps on sending uh, like the, the place where I'm going to, like the receptionist like sends you messages when um, like your doctor has like a free appointment to see if like you want to come in. Um, and I'm like, dolls, like I have to like – I have to like book this into the shed, you know, like I have to, <laughs> I have to set aside time to like come in and like talk about my problems. Mm-hmm. So like last minute's just like not going to do it for me, mm-hmm. but thanks for thinking of me. Always thinking about you. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously like if you want to become a Patreon, it's in the, um, what's the thing called? The show notes. The show notes. It's in the show notes, as it is always. Um, oh, my God. Also, Ellen, did you see on the – we have, like, a Mitlu chat, it, me, Ellen, and Zane. Um, it's very secretive. Um, did you see the video that I sent you of the gorgeous Lauren McKenna and um, Carl McKinnon? You can hear him in the background, like, grooving to our opening music. I did, and I thought it was absolutely fantastic because that is a like, tune so and a half. so cute. It's a banger. Like, 
It's such a like it's such a tune. But yeah, they were listening to this podcast like while they were on their honeymoon. And then they've been driving today, like long distances. So they've been listening to us that today. That is such as well. a massive compliment. She sent me a message the other day being like, Oh, I just listened to the episode where you cried about Ellen leaving. Oh, my pedal. And I was like, Oh, Lauren McKenna, you're a fucking stunner. She's over it now. Um, she's so cute. Um, so, oh, um, if, oh, that's not Canon Redbubble. What is this? So, um, podcast producer Zane has just linked me to Redbubble. Is this for merch? Oh, stunning. So, um, if you want to get some That's Not Canon merch, um, podcasts including us, there's uh, our good friends at Ghost of Boyfriends Past, which is a fucking stunning podcast. And if you haven't listened to it yet, you should. Mm-hmm. I'll be going on in a few weeks. Gear up. Oh, God. <laughs> I know. Because I was like, guys, like, why didn't you ask me to do like the first episode? And then they said, no, no, we're like strategically waited for like more subscribers for you to come on and like tell all of your cooked stories. Oh, my God. I know. So if you want uh, beautiful Mitlu merch, uh, you go to redbubble.com and then search That's Not Canon and uh, our beautiful merch will come up, including like the stunning What a Bunch of Noodles and Botany Solves Crime, which, you know, beautiful um, Dr. Gordon Geimer has. So if you want to like look at If you want to be twinning Dr. with Dr. G, pick up G. a shirt at Redbubble. There you go. Stunning. Okay, um, so is this our, how many episodes in WA have we done now? Is this our fourth or is this our third? This is fourth, okay. Um, so this is our fourth episode in the uh, WA season. Um, so uh, this is my turn tonight. Um, and I found out about this case. How did I find out about this case? Um, I think I did that general thing where I was like, Western Australian crimes. Um, and then I saw this one and it was quite recent and I was a bit upset at myself that I didn't really know much more about it. And then my stunning friend at work, Blair, who is such a babe, love her, um, was talking to her about like, you know, cases we were going to do. And I mentioned about the murder of Aaron Page and she was like, you have to do it. Oh my gosh. Most definitely. I was like, oh, okay, cool, cool, cool. Um, so then I looked into this and it is honestly, it really struck a chord with me. Um, I have a lot of emotions about, um, this particular type of case, which I'm going to talk about at the end. Um, but we'll get into this first. So I'm going to be talking today or tonight or whatever time you're listening, uh, about the murder of Aaron Page. So Aaron, uh, was described as innocent, helpful and kind, and he was always willing to lend a hand. Uh, He would make friends with everybody and was described as like someone who would just see the best in everybody, which is very sweet. And I saw a photo of him and he just, oh, sweet baby angel, my goodness. Um, So he was diagnosed with autism at a really young age. um, And of course, well, not of course, but a lot of people that are on the like on the spectrum of some kind, um, they do suffer bullying and um, Aaron was a victim of bullying growing up. Uh, so he was quite vulnerable. Um, so his parents divorced, um, but he had really good relationship with both, um, checking in with them every day. Uh, so he was very, very intelligent. Um, so he uh, was studying engineering at TAFE in Perth. Um, and he was dreaming of uh, going to Japan because Japan he felt was like innovative and like all the best technology was coming out of Japan. He was really fascinated with the culture. So he was studying Japanese in the lead up for him to make this trip over to Japan, which he was really, really excited about. Um, so at the age of 18, he decided to move out of home because he wanted to become more independent. Um, and he began uh, basically lodging with a lady that he met at church. Um, so the morning of June 13th, 2016, um, oh, word document, why? Why, 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 um, So the morning of June 13th, 2016, um, Aaron was having breakfast with his landlady when he got a phone call from a childhood friend's mother asking if he would be able to come over and install some software on a computer. And with uh, Aaron being very like-minded about technology, he was more than willing to help. And also he was actually really keen just to maybe see his friend and play some video games. So he was, you know, happy to go over. Um, so originally, um, his friend's mum was going to come and pick him up from the house, but the landlady was like, no, nah, look, I'll drop you at like Rockingham shopping center and then they can pick you up from there. Um, so that was the last time that Aaron was seen alive was when his landlady was dropped off, um, when his landlady dropped him off at the Rockingham shopping center. Um, so now I'm going to talk about somebody else. Um, her name is Gemma Lilly. 
Uh, so she grew up in Stamford, Lincolnshire in England. Um, Gemma had quite a morbid childhood stemming from um, a mental break, like her mother suffering a mental breakdown and her mother actually ended up joining a really extreme religious cult. Um, so from interviews with Gemma's dad, um, he that they that you know there was um a lot of manipulation from the cult um all the money was to be funneled into um the organization and um the separation of families and stuff like that your so, classic um, cult gem- activities classic cult act- activity straight right? out of the cult playbook um, yeah exactly um don't drink the kool-aid but it wasn't actually kool-aid it was flavor um it was it was flavor aid anyway um not making fun about cults it's a serious issue um so she um her father ended up getting custody of Gemma and her siblings um so she was you know a bit morbidly inclined aren't we all Mm -hmm. but apparently it was just a bit next level with Gemma um she watched um a lot of films about serial killers and she also um collected knives as a hobby um so yeah that sounds like an unfulfilling hobby what you will um it's a weird hobby I'll say that much Mm -hmm. anyway um so she developed an unusual obsession um like you know further from like an obsession with true crime she actually became really obsessive about um extreme violence um so at the age of 15 she began writing a book uh, and this book was called play zone and it was about a um brutal killer called sos who like tortured his victims um, a teacher apparently got a hold of this book and like was like mortified by the content. Um, it was very graphic and very creepy. Um, and her dad sort of saw it as, oh, look, maybe it's just like an expressive, mm. like expression of creativity and stuff like that. And, you know, was trying to encourage her. Whereas her stepmother was just kind of like, nah, let's, let's like not do this. Mm-hmm. Like, no. Um, so I've got a passage from Playzone. Um, it says, I feel as though I cannot rest until the blood or the flesh of a screaming, pleading victim is gushing out and pooling on the floor. Oh. Yeah. That's doesn't really sound like and creative like, expression. You know, no. It, like I don't, I don't want to like bring her gender or her age into this, but you know, it especially a 15 year old like that that I like if I was a teacher and I saw like a kid mm-hmm. writing that mm-hmm. I'd be worried as a 15 year old I was definitely writing twilight fan fiction like that was the of kind of thing that was coursing were. through my did brain did you ever 15. publish it on the website no I don't actually ever think I wrote anything proper apart from like Edward ditched Bella and started shacking up with this really hot Australian chick called Ellen like that was that Something. was the gist fair enough what a great gist that is yeah it was a thrilling tale um and then another passage was uh, until all the ro- roads and streets are streamed red and abandoned and the fear in the back of everyone's mind and the tongue of each human that's left standing um, is like and on the tongue of each of, on the tongue of each human left standing is SOS. Oh my goodness. Um, so SOS would like take over Gemma's life and you could probably get from the abbreviation um, this was taken like from the serial killer son of sam Mm -hmm. who was um a uh his name was david berkowitz it was in new yorky area new yeah i believe the new york area of new york yes i think so um david berkowitz i'm pretty sure it was new york um it was new york and he killed a bunch of people because he said his neighbor's dog told him to Yes. Um, yes. And then... Yes, it was in New York City. Yes. Um, so he thought a demon dog was telling him to kill people. So he killed people at like long dis- like long range mm-hmm. with, a, with, a, with a gun. Anyway, so um, she had SOS tattooed on her body. And when she would get angry, she would like make a threat and say, SOS is coming for you. Oh, no. Big yikes. Okay. So um, when Gemma was 18 in 2009, she left England to move to Australia. Um, So she was working at a tattoo parlor in Perth and she was working at a Woolworths. Um, So a colleague of her um, 
said of Gemma around four or five months after we'd initially met she told me that she was writing a book and I read it and it was about a serial killer who had a cult following and who liked to torture their victims to death and I just thought she was imaginative and lived in a fantasy world and had a creative imagination Mm -hmm. so obviously um Gemma had her um collection of knives and um she showed this person her knives and would show off like how sharp they were by like shaving off um hair oh on her arm that made my entire body shiver yeah um so Gemma um started visiting like a local video shop and like renting out like serial killer movies and horror movies and stuff like that um and she told a woman working at the video shop that she wanted to kill someone before she was 25 I know my goodness I I used to say that I wanted to get married before 25 (laughs) at least you weren't saying you wanted to kill someone by 25 all right. Um, so in 2012, she met a man called Gordon Galbraith, um, who was a, a gay man who agreed to marry Gemma to help secure her permanent residency in Australia. Um, she nicknamed uh, Gordon Galbraith Gacy because she thought he looked like uh, John Wayne Gacy. Oh, no. Like, I'm so sorry. There's a, there's a difference between an interest in true crime and then there's a, there's a difference. And I'm going to talk about this at the end, but like obsessing over serial killers like um that's not my vibe and thinking like, they're not cool my bag. is not the vibe no because they're not anyway um so her father flew over from the uk for the wedding um and uh like it was dress up like they all dressed up so her dad dressed up as freddy krueger from nightmare on elm street mm-hmm. i know and Gemma dressed up as dexter mm-hmm mm-hmm um, so in 2014, um, Gordon Galbraith passed away oh. um, and on his de- death certificate, um, it actually listed the marriage status as being separated, um, which would have put Gemma's um, immigration status in jeopardy. Um, so 2016, uh, Gemma was working as a night shift uh, supervisor at Woolworths um, and through her connections with Gordon, Gal- um, Gordon Galbraith, uh, she met a woman called uh, Trudy Lennon, who was a um, sexual submissive in the uh, Perth fantasy bondage scene. Um, and they bonded over um, both of them wanting to lose weight. And Gemma gave Trudy a, cop- a copy of uh, Play Zone to read. Um, and that's where this like really cooked friendship began between the two. Um, so Trudy said to Gemma... Um, I will fear you, but respect you. I would not challenge you. I would naturally submit to you. My fear would be because I am in awe of you and because I respect what you are and I see you as my dominant. And Gemma replied, 100% perfect. It would seem you truly understand my SOS role. Good message. So um, Gemma was obviously living in the house that um, Gordon Galbraith owned mm-hmm. um so Gemma offered for Trudy and her children to come and live with her because um Trudy had fallen on hard times and needed somewhere to live um so Gemma would refer to Trudy as Corvina which from the reading of like the reading of this nickname apparently it's some sort of like succubus sort of thing um and Trudy referred to Gemma of course as SOS um so it let like this SOS thing right so she has it tattooed on her body Mm -hmm. um but she also had it on the license plate of her car um it was stitched onto a jacket and she also gave trudy an sos tattoo as well Hmm. um so they began to uh trudy and Gemma began to share this like homicidal fantasy um and Gemma confessed to trudy that she had been like fighting off the urge to kill someone since she was a little child um Trudy was in love with Gemma and wanted to be the one that helped Gemma make a fantas- make the fantasy a reality. Um, so Trudy thought that she had the perfect victim and his name was Aaron Payich Sweetman who had grown up across the road from her um, for 10 years. He was sweet, he was sensitive and he was caring and most importantly he was trusting and she felt like that they would be able to deceive and manipulate oh, him. No. So the, th- yeah. Um, so the 31st of May 2016, Trudy and Gemma agreed that they were got that they were ready to commit the murder, and they made three shopping trips to sep- three separate Bunnings to buy a circular saw, acetone, bleach, a barrel, and a hundred liters of hydrochloric acid. Um, so June 13th, um, Trudy dropped her sons off at school um, and made the phone call to Aaron that morning. 
Aaron then agreed to meet Trudy, hoping that he would get to see his friend and uh, play some video games, hopefully. Um, so Aaron believed that he was just getting picked up by Trudy and then um, and maybe her son. Um, but when uh, Aaron and like from CCTV footage from Rockingham Shopping Centre, um, when Aaron climbed into the back seat, Gemma was actually in the front passenger. Um, so the 15th of June, 2016, uh, so two, two days later, Aaron was reported missing after not coming home to his residence where he was, um, you know, lodging with that lady. Um, and his landlady's calls were going straight to voicemail and uh, she couldn't find him in any of his usual like hangout spots. Um, then, so um, the Aaron's landlady's name was Adrian and she, you know, after two days was like, no, I need to let um, Aaron's parents mm-hmm. know. Um, so then Aaron's dad became really, really worried. Um, and he, like anytime like he would ring Aaron, like Aaron would immediately pick up the phone. Like that was just their routine. Um, and they would speak daily. And so for Aaron not to answer the calls was um, really out of character. Um, so then police were contacted by um, a man named Matthew Stray, who worked with Gemma at the Woolworths. Um, and Gemma had actually shown a picture of Aaron and said, I did it because there was news coverage of Aaron on, there was obviously news of, Aaron everywhere because he was very vulnerable Mm -hmm. yeah and people were really really worried about him because he was so trusting um and she told somebody at work that she had done it hold on um so she showed Matthew then a picture of a tattoo that she was going to get in order to commemorate the like her first murder but not saying that she'd murdered like she didn't outright say Mm -hmm. I murdered him Mm -hmm. um so then police were also investigating like the last known activity on Aaron's phone and um, it hadn't been used since he disappeared and neither had his bank cards. Um, so Trudy Lennon was obviously the last person to see Aaron alive because obviously Aaron told his landlady where he was going to be going. Um, so then uh, police then go to 22 Broughton Way um, or as Gemma and Trudy called it Elm Street because they're fucked. That's messed up, man. Um, So Trudy and Gemma arrived home and the police were there waiting for them. And Gemma attempted to get on one of her motorbikes and like speed away. Um, And uh, but like detectives were like, show us your house. Like, you know, like let us in. Like we just want to like have a chat. Mm -hmm. Um, So like Gemma like escorted them around the house um, and even showed them this like newly laid tiles that they'd done outside for like this outdoor patio that they were going to build. Um, and police asked Gemma like where she had been on the morning because they knew that Trudy was meeting up with Aaron, but they didn't know what like her movements were. Mm-hmm. Um, and she said that she'd been like on an hour long bike, like motorbike ride. Um, so then police decided that they weren't going to get any information if they were both of them together. So then they decided to split Trudy and Gemma up. Um, so Trudy initially said that she hadn't spoken to Aaron at all, like just completely denied it. Um, and then she changed her story and said that she had in fact spoken to Aaron. She'd picked him up from Rockingham and driven him back to the house, but she said she had fallen asleep. And when she woke up, Aaron was gone. Right. A likely story. A likely story. I'm going to sip some Coke. Hold on. Okay. Mm -mm. Um, so then, uh, police asked Trudy if Gemma had been trying to like make fiction a reality. Um, Mm -hmm. like talking about this murder cult that Matthew Stray had obviously spoken to them about. Um, and Trudy had said yes. And police then asked Gemma um, if police then asked if Gemma had actually convinced her to bring, like, if if Gemma had convinced Trudy to bring Aaron to the house. Um, and Trudy once again said yes. Um, so basically, Trudy was accusing Gemma of all of this shit. Um, but then Gemma, in her interrogation, was actually pointing the finger back right at back at Trudy, mm-hmm. um, basically saying that she'd never heard of Aaron before that morning. Um, Trudy apparently mentioned that she was going to be bringing a friend by the house who was taking an interest in their world of BDSM. Um, and they were just going to like have a chat about, you know, what he, like what he had explored or what he was doing and stuff like that. And like what he wanted to do. Um, so Gemma said that she had tried to like make conversation with Aaron, but, um, Aaron had only been interested in talking about Trudy's son. 
Um, Because obviously if this person's just talking to him about BDSM, he's probably like, what the fuck are you talking Mm. about? I'm just here to see Trudy and install this software and maybe hang out and play some video Mm -hmm. games. Like, please leave me alone. Um, Gemma said that when they got back to their house, um, Trudy and Aaron, like when she'd gotten back from her motorbike ride, um, Trudy and Aaron were sitting on the couch talking while she was having a coffee in the kitchen. And then she said she began to feel really dizzy and she went into the bedroom to lie down to watch The Simpsons, where she said she fell asleep. Mm-hmm. Um, don't bring The Simpsons she then into said, this. Don't bring The Simpsons into this. They didn't, like, they didn't do Matt anything. Matt Groening didn't, didn't need your bullshit. Like, no. Um, so then she was then woken up by Trudy and she then realised that Aaron uh, was gone. And... Uh, apparently Trudy said to him that um, Trudy had said to her like, oh, Aaron got a text message from his dad and he left. Um, And then Gemma noticed that like the couch had been moved to outside and that a part of the carpet was missing. Odd. Mm -hmm. Um, So then uh, Trudy had explained to Gemma that like one of the cats had like pissed on the carpet and like that's why it was cut out and missing. I'm like, "Mm, that's... Overkill. mm, That, yeah. Um... Um, so during the interview, police said that Gemma had been like laughing and joking with them as she was talking, which they found a little bit off-putting, bit yikes, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so then police discovered the CCTV cameras that were in the garage because Gemma had had them installed because she had a shit ton of motorbikes mm-hmm. and obviously she was worried about them getting stolen. Um, so footage from the cameras showed um, Aaron entering through the back door of the house with Trudy and Gemma. Um, 30 minutes later, it showed Trudy exiting the house um, and going back in with a sheathed knife. Um, Then police found a secret room in the house, which was bare. The walls were covered in like blue tarp and they're like, what the fuck? There was like a a gurney, like a stretcher. Oh my God. In the room that like, you know, like used in a hospital or an ambulance. Mm -hmm. Um, So in the garage, police found a like they were obviously like doing experiments with the hydrochloric acid so they'd gotten like a tupperware container no it wasn't a tupperware because the hydrochloric acid would have totally fucked that up but um (laughs) it was like a pot or something um and there was a piece of meat in the pot and they were experimenting with the meat with the hydrochloric acid to see like if it would dissolve the flesh oh my god that's so fucked up um i will also preface like i saw some photos of inside their house holy fucking shit like sure love a horror movie love a thriller but like so you know those like knife blocks mm-hmm. they had like a doll of chucky uh-huh. like like holding on to the like the knife oh block. my god what like what the fuck like no tea no shade you decorate your house like how mm-hmm. you want but like please don't put like a toy of like a murderous doll children lived like, there near a bunch of knives like that's 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 fucked, fucked. Yeah, I know. Children live there. Could you imagine bringing friends over being like, hi, welcome to my house. It's like, a house of I'm horrors. So sorry, my mum just really likes horror mm-hmm. movies. It's fine. I mean, not that it's like, you know, it's not the weirdest thing to be into in the world, but it is for those people, you know. They made it weird. But it, like, yeah, I feel like it crosses a line. Like, I don't want to, like, make mm-hmm. fun of anybody or whatever, but I don't know. There's that just, a, there's, there's really, a, this person is really, a horror It made movie. me feel really uneasy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So yeah, so they'd found this piece of meat in a pot um, that had been covered in the hydrochloric acid and that suggested to police that they'd been experimenting with like the effects of hydrochloric acid with flesh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, they also found like in this um, like cloth, like kind of like, you know how makeup brushes come in those like cloth things that have the inserts where you can put the makeup yeah. brushes in and then tie it all yeah. up so they found something like that but that was where um Gemma's collections of knives were mm-hmm. found like in one of those things and then they also found like a scalpel and then they found the bone saw that um Gemma and Trudy had bought god um there was also this like list of alpha like there was an alphabetized list of um ways to torture somebody um and then obviously this okay so they showed a photo of the like outdoor patio Mm -hmm. thing it looks like shit like it looked really bad Mm -hmm. and like one of the investigators in one of the articles i read um was like like it looked really bad and it looked like it'd been like haphazardly just whacked together like put together so they're like okay that's a bit sus so they rip all the tiles up 
and the concrete and there they found oh god um there they found um in like a 30 centimeter deep grave um the body of aaron page sweetman i we talk about a lot of shit on here but this case in particularly has really fucked Mm me um i'm gonna get as i've said before i'm gonna get into why but every time i talk about this boy um i just my heart just absolutely Mm -hmm. breaks um so a post-mortem examination of aaron revealed that he had been stabbed in the neck and chest um and his jugular vein had been severed and both of his lungs and liver had been punctured so really violent and aggressive um there were marks on his neck that showed um that he had been like someone had attempted to strangle him with a garrote um and he fought like fucking hell um and he had defense wounds on his hands um so aaron like fought really hard for his life having broken the garrote and um actually left a bite mark on Gemma lily so yeah good for him this guy was a fucking Mm -hmm. legend um so then um detectives found the footage like the cctv footage of Gemma purchasing the tiles um that they used to cover up aaron's um shallow grave um the really fucking disturbing thing was so they'd obviously like dug the grave like filled it over with dirt um trudy lennon then got her son um to help her start laying the tiles and he didn't know that like underneath was the body of of his his friend friend. oh my god that's beyond fucked up it's fucked um so the day after aaron was found so um so he was found on the 22nd of june um, 2016 so like from when he went missing like police obviously did a really bang Mm -hmm. up job and also really thanks to the the witnesses and people that came forward especially talking about Gemma and her problematic behavior because um linking her to Trudy who was the last person to see Aaron alive amazing work um so the day after he was found on the 22nd of June 2016 Gemma Lily and Trudy Lennon were arrested um Gemma like pleaded not guilty absolutely disgusting um Trudy admitted to being an accessory to the murder um in interviews with Gemma's father he refused to believe that his daughter had actually anything to do with it um and saying that she had sworn that she hadn't I'm like mm, wouldn't trust her as far as I could throw her but sure it'd be hard um, for her dad so then, though to, to come to terms oh, with that. exceptionally exceptionally um so the day after the murder um Gemma Lily had actually sent a text message to Trudy saying I'm seeing things I haven't seen before I'm feeling things I haven't felt before it's so incredibly empowering and Trudy responded with, you're welcome, SOS. Ew. Yeah. So a year later, um, the 2nd of October 2016, uh, 2017, um, the trial began at the Supreme Court of Western Australia. Um, Gemma on the stand testified that the text messages she had exchanged with Trudy were merely pieces of role play um, to help her with her the sequel for her book, Play Zone. Um, she said she hadn't. She said she had fallen asleep on June 13th and that it was Trudy alone that had killed Aaron. Mm-hmm. Uh, she said that she had laid the tiles down, but she didn't know that Aaron was buried in the shallow grave underneath. Um, so Matthew Stray, the witness that I talked about who went to the police, um, basically he was on the stand as well. Um, so he got on the stand and told the court that Gemma had confessed to him about killing Aaron and that she thought the police were dumb. Uh, he indicated to Gemma that he was going to go to the police and Gemma texted him to say that she may have to make the problem go away. Um, she then sent another text message after that saying that she had made the whole story up and that she was just playing and ha 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 look how creative I am Um, so then another colleague of Gemma's claimed that um, Gemma had told him of her desires to become a serial killer Um, so Gemma's actual book was not presented as evidence um, but comments on her writing the book were allowed to be presented Mm -hmm. Um, so um, Aaron Payich when he was murdered was at 51 kilos so he was very oh my God, small he's tiny um so and this was brought up in the court um so lennon like trudy lennon was considered obese um Gemma lily had actually lost like quite a bit of um weight like leading up to the mm-hmm. trial um so police uh like had photographs of Gemma Lily like on the day of her arrest and she was quite heavy set she was in baggy clothes and she was once a um like a bodybuilder but yeah she had lost a lot of weight in the 16 months Mm -hmm. in bandy up women's prison um 
So state prosecutor James McTaggart driv- delivered his closing address um, at the start of the fifth week of the trial of um, Gemma and Trudy. Um, and he said, at the time of the murder, she was a person obsessed with violence and all kinds of unquestionably manif- uh, cruel manifestations of torture and was writing about it. Um, um, uh, there was no doubt that um, Mr. Payich Sweetman had been murdered with fatal knife wounds to his chest and neck. Between them, they did all that was necessary to cause Aaron's death. The cleanup was anything but. Um, homicide detectives found blood and incriminating DNA through, like, from one end of the house to the other. Mm-hmm. Um, during the five-week trial, the jury was like shown a series of graphic and incriminating crime scene photos linking the murder t- um, to both Gemma and Trudy. Um, yet, one of the most damning pieces of evidence came from the killers themselves the chilling video caught by their own security cameras taken moments before Aaron was murdered, showing Trudy entering the house with a large knife, which was most likely the murder weapon. Um, Yeah. Um, The jury took less than three hours to find Gemma and Trudy guilty of murder. Judge Stephen Hall sentenced them to one of the longest jail sentences in Western Australia's history, 28 years before being eligible for parole. Um, in his sentencing remarks, Justice Hall said that while it was not clear who had delivered the fatal injuries to Mr. Payich, he held both women accountable for what he termed a morally repugnant crime. Mm-hmm. You are both equally responsible. There can be no doubt that both of you intended to kill Mr. Payich. There is nothing to suggest that either of you had the slightest regret about what you've done. You both derived malicious pleasure from the suffering of Mr. Payich's family. Um, so two months after the conviction, on the 1st of January 2018, Trudy Lennon suffered um, burns to 21% of her body when a fellow um, inmate doused her with uh, two, li- two litres of boiling water um, when uh, Trudy Lennon was um, in line to receive medication. Um, so the lady who doused Trudy with the boiling water um, pled guilty to her crime, claiming that she was disgusted about what Trudy had done to Aaron. Um, and she was sentenced to a further five more years of imprisonment. Mm-hmm. Um, and then most recently, about um, just over a week ago, um, Gemma Lilly lost her most recent appeal. Um, so Gemma's barrister, Simon Waters, agreed uh, – Waters or Waters, I'm not too sure um, – argued that the, the book, like even though that they hadn't physically used the book play zone as like a piece of evidence, they did reference to it mm-hmm. a lot that she was writing about mm-hmm. murder. Um, so he – stated that like play zone shouldn't have been used as like an argument at all because it bore no resemblance to the murder of Aaron. Mm-hmm. Um, he also argued that Gemma's collection of knives shouldn't have been allowed to have been pre- presented as evidence because, um, you know, police f- having found like a dozens of knives at her homes, but um, said that um, Mr. Waters said that the argument that this showed his, his, um, the, the argument of the knives, um, like showed like a propensity to kill and that should not have that should not have been put forward to the jury um so then this third appeal um was centered around a picture of someone being sliced which was shown to the jury while um Gemma was being cross-examined by a lawyer um so Mr Waters argued that the picture was unfair and prejudicial to his client when it was produced at the trial it should have um led the case being aborted and that um Gemma should have been given a separate because trial. Because there was a picture? Um, yeah, so it was, an, it was a picture that um, Gemma had drawn oh, of someone being okay. sliced. And he, yeah. I mean, that stuff would be tricky because like... I understand. I mean, obviously they did it. Yeah. Like, obviously they did it, but... I mean, the fact that... I don't know, like something like a create, like something creative like that, like a drawing or a book, like... But the... I don't know, like unless it like... I don't know. I've, I've got some emotions. I think the that. fact that know. the book, like she called herself SOS and she wrote in the book about yeah. SOS doing that. That's a pretty oh, clear yeah, link. I, I don't have a problem with, I don't have a problem with the book. Like I feel like that's, that just shows that she's been, she's had these sort of like feelings for so mm-hmm. long that have gone untreated and like that, you know, but I don't know. Drawings I feel like are a little bit, I don't know. Anyway. Um, the so judge didn't agree, Trudy obviously. Lennon, no, obviously. Um, so Trudy Lennon actually has never appealed her conviction. Um, so basically in the decision of the um, appeals court, um, they ruled that Gemma Lilly's like grounds of appeal had didn't have any merit um, and her challenge to conviction should be uh, dismissed. Mm-hmm. Um, 
they said that the details about the book play zone were correctly included at the trial as evidence of uh, Lily's character and of a tendency that she had, namely an intense interest in the nature of an obsession in serial killers and murder generally. Um, further, the court ruled the evidence about the knives was correctly allowed because together with the evidence, it, sh- it showed Lily was more likely than an ordinary mm-hmm. person to use a knife. As a weapon. To absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Makes perfect sense. Absolutely. Um, so the appeal court also rejected Gemma's claim that the production during the trial of the picture showing someone being sliced should have been uh, um, so they basically didn't agree that the picture was incorrectly used and that the jury should not have been dismissed. Um it found that while some of the jury may have found the image confronting, there was nothing in it which could have caused like an unfair mm-hmm. prejudice against Gemma. Um, so the image reflected the appealant's interest in killing and also reflected an injury similar to the one of the fatal injuries suffered by Mr. Payich, the ruling said. Um, so the probative value of the image was substantially greater than any prejudice to the appellant's, um, the appealant's arising uh, from the image. Appellant is correct. So appellant, so sorry. Uh, thank you so much. Anytime, girl. Um, so, thank you. Um, so, Gemma actually wasn't present um, in the appeals court uh, for the decision. Uh, members of Aaron's family, including his mother, Sharon, and his father, Keith, uh, were in the court for the decision and afterwards said that they were happy with uh, – they were happy that Gemma's appeal had failed and that she would remain in jail. They also um, expressed the hope the decision meant the end of the legal process and that they could have some closure, mm-hmm. which – I also expressed that hope. Yes. Okay, this is just something I've written. So, like, that's all the main parts of the case that I wanted to talk about are done. But this is just a little passage that I've written um, because I was having a cry after I finished doing my research. Okay. Um, Something I wanted to end on was that the story of Aaron Payich is not a new one. Time and time again on this podcast and on others, we talk about victims who were vulnerable. But something that is not talked about enough is the special vulnerabilities of the disabled people in this country and around the world. Aaron was a vulnerable guy. He was trusting and loving and tried to see the best in the people around him, which isn't a bad thing and it isn't the reason why he was Mm -hmm. murdered. But there are too many stories nowadays of people with vulnerabilities like Aaron and people who are mentally and physically disabled being taken advantage of because they are seen as weaker. Reading Aaron's story and the tragic loss that his family and friends suffered reminded me of the case of Gemma Hayder, who was murdered in 2010, a woman who was desperately in need of assisted living in the United Kingdom and who was left vulnerable to the people that she, like Aaron, thought were her friends. The building that Gemma was placed in put her in direct contact with a group of people who saw that Gemma was vulnerable and took advantage, getting her to stash drugs in her apartment, getting Gemma to start stealing and pretending that she, the, pretending to be her friend, the first friends that Gemma had ever had. She was left to fend for herself. Unlike Aaron, who was a driven young man with aspirations and who was exceptionally bright, Gemma was abandoned from the care system and never given a proper diagnosis so she could never get the help that she so desperately needed. Gemma had gone out with this group of friends and they turned on her. She was assaulted for hours, her head hit against a radiator, her nose was broken and she had masking tape wrapped around her head. Oh my God. One of these friends uh, urinated into a beer can and forced Gemma to drink it. They walked her through the town, Gemma believing that they were walking her home, where she was taken down a railway bank. The group put a bin bag over her head, stabbed her once, and stamped on her head. They stripped her naked and set her clothes alight and left her to die. Gemma's family, much (sighs) like the family of Aaron Page, sat through the trial and listened to the horrific details of the night of Gemma's murder. It's no secret that we are suffering from a compassion deficit, an empathy crisis in this world, but it is unfathomable to me as to see these monsters find the most vulnerable people in our society and choose them as their their Mm -hmm. victims. Because like Aaron and Gemma, they were just wanting friends. I... I have a family member who um, suffers from a uh, mental disability mm-hmm. and the thought of her being taken advantage of in any mm-hmm. sense makes me violent. Mm-hmm. Like I can't think of anything worse. And the thing that killed me about this case with Aaron is that he was going over to help someone. Yeah. They targeted like someone had him. asked for his help. Yeah. Trudy Lennon picked him because he was vulnerable. Mm-hmm. That she made that active choice to pick on Aaron Mm -hmm. whether or not she actually was the one to actually kill him doesn't matter she is the reason why he's dead she was someone that he trusted and she took advantage and she thought of somebody that she knew to be trusting and sweet and friendly and and was like you know what these are the qualities that will allow me to victimize this person and that's horrific and like we talk about on this podcast all the time, like vulnerable people that get picked on because they're walking alone at night mm-hmm. or 
you know, doing like normal things and they're just seen as pieces of mm-hmm. meat that these people can target because... Because of their desires. Because of their desires. And it's just, why does this keep happening? Like, it's just, I'm just, yeah. So I'm really glad that I talked mm-hmm. about Aaron. It was really nice to like read a little bit about him. Unfortunately, there's not enough information about Aaron on there. There's a lot As about always say. his killers mm-hmm. because obviously the media like hit on the fact that Gemma and Trudy, you know, are part of the BDSM culture, which, you know, some people have issues with, but also the fact that they're, um, that they were obsessed with crime mm-hmm. and stuff like that and, you know, had obviously built this fantasy up in their mm-hmm. heads and then committed this awful murder against Aaron. So there's not enough inf- inf- information about Aaron, um, unfortunately. But all the articles that I read written about him from teachers who said that he was really bright and lovely and, you know, had suffered bullying through his life but had pushed through with his studies and was really keen and had a really bright future to be taken away by these two monsters who are abhorrent, mm-hmm. like... Sure, I like crime. I like reading about true crime. I like to an extent, but what I cannot stand and what Ellen and I have talked about numerous times is the glorification of crime. And the obsession. Like this is not the yeah, this is not to be celebrated. Like people like David Berkowitz, John Wayne Gacy, Ted Bundy, like Richard Ramirez, like all you need to know about these people was that they were fucking assholes who mm-hmm. murdered people because they could. Like there is nothing interesting mm-hmm. and there's nothing new to learn. Mm-hmm. Like, obviously, with, you know, uh, John Douglas and, like, the writing of Mindhunter and, like, learning about the, you know, psychosis of people that mm-hmm. kill, that's fine. But the whole engaging and obsessing with them, like, people buying John Wayne Gacy's um, artwork, um, you know, every like, the Manson family thing, I'm never going to really understand. Mm-hmm. Um, this celebrity of killers Mm -hmm. is unfathomable and inexcusable and obviously like Gemma she murdered someone yeah but this was a vulnerable girl who when she was very young obviously very upset and then got drawn into this this world world and became obsessed with it and it made her feel safe and it made her feel powerful and then it in like she infected herself mm-hmm. with this fantasy of killing somebody and taking a life because she exactly could. and i think there's so much that I is think, why aaron I is think dead there's so much glorification online particularly about serial killers and school shooters and stuff like that that people do kind of fall into these rabbit holes of being fascinated with them and stuff like that like it's so accessible and is so normalized by those kind of communities that Mm. you know you can see how it happens but I mean like even in places like on tumblr and stuff like that there are massive massive groups of mostly young women who are obsessed with these serial killers and you know talk Mm. about them as if they were you know the Jonas Brothers or something like let's collectively as a society not do that I didn't mention something I didn't mention was um obviously like Gemma had this obsession with like Nightmare on Elm Street and Freddy Krueger and uh there was this letter that Gemma had written to the actor who played Freddy Krueger oh and she said that she found Freddy to be like a father figure. That girl had big And she called problems. him like Daddy Freddy or something like that. Like troubles. Oh, God. Troubles. I have I yeah. have empathy for her because she was obviously, oh, you know. I mean, but then again, it's like you murdered someone because you could. Exactly. I mean, that's what everybody, like that anyone who mm-hmm. murders, like that you murdered because you mm-hmm. could. Like that, there's no, there's no other mm-hmm. excuse. There is like, – it's not an excuse. You just did it exactly. because you wanted and this to is a, and because this is you a could and you didn't see the – prime example. This is a prime example of kind of what we were talking about last time as well, that like, you know, if you are in a place where you're having these kind of obsessions yes, and fantasies we and stuff like the, that – Yes, the family annihilator, you yeah. Mm-hmm. You can get help, you know what I mean? Like there's, there's, there's no point in which entirely. anybody is up past help. So if, if she had gotten that help, if she had acknowledged that, you know, the way that her brain was, yeah. was not correct, she could have gotten some help. And it's just such a tragedy and I just feel so heartbroken for this poor young man and I just can't imagine what it would be like to be his family. It's it's no. it's such a it's such a tragedy. Like he was the light of their lives and now he and is gone because of these he two had women so and many their goals. weird obsession. He had so many goals that he was working towards, you know, that's like – I wish you got to go to Japan. I know. It really makes me sad. Yeah. 
Uh, so that is the uh, unfortunate m- murder of um, Aaron Page Sweetman. Um, so very sad. Very sad. Good job. Um, good, good, good research. I'm yes, very sad. Very, very. Um, so uh, thank you so much for listening. Uh, we'll be back in a fortnight. Oh no, less than that because we have our our belated Halloween, Halloween. episode. Belated, but it's sp- it's look. it's always. Halloween is It's always day. Halloween in my heart and therefore it will be Halloween exactly. in your ears in a few days' time. Yeah. So that will be the next um, episode to come out. Um, we also do have uh, Patreon-only content. So if you do want to become a Patreon and listen to those amazing episodes, we are about to record part two of Ellen's most recent case, which really fucked me up in mm-hmm. part one. Leonard Fraser, um, if you guys want yeah. to give that a listen. Uh, yeah, fuck. Um, I also wanted to say, because um, I know we mentioned recently that we were, we've had like a bit of like hate on our podcast in the podcast reviews on Apple, but we actually had some really, really lovely ones come in um, over like on the app the last couple of days. So lovely lady named Kirby sent us a really beautiful job. Um, she's like, you girls are doing a ripping, ripping job. I love your realness and down to earthness. Yes, I'm aware they aren't words, but whatever. <laughs> well done to you Every guys. Every word is a love word. And look forward to Thanks, Kirby. Every week. Um, and then uh, it just says Wall K 1986. The girls do a fantastic job in researching, presenting Australian true crime stories in an individualized way. I love listening to this podcast, even though they make me feel old and far from trendy with their hip phrases and sayings. On the upside, though, I can take their sayings and use them at work, and my hipster interns think I'm trendy. Just for a moment, though, keep up the great oh, work. Oh, wow, ladies. we're so not trendy. We're not trendy. Um, so if you would like to leave us a review, more than welcome to head on to your Murder in the Land of Oz app or you can do that on Facebook or Podchaser. Podchaser? Podchaser, the social media app for podcasts where you can individually review like separate episodes on different podcasts. You can get yourself a Podchaser app, um, Podchaser account. Just go on the website and Chase those things. pods. Um, chase those pods. Uh, as we said, Redbubble, Patreon, Patreon only content, stunning work. Um, so... Um, what's his name? Leonard, Leonard Fraser. I've forgotten the Leonard Fraser. We don't want to remember his name, but yes, that's what Ellen's covering at the moment. Um, so yes, that's it for us. So we'll see you soon. Uh, goodbye. Goodbye. Forward. It's the one move we're all ready to take. And at the Audi Moving Forward sales event, we're ready to help you on that journey. All Audi dealerships are now open. With tailored solutions to suit your individual needs, like the Audi A6 Saloon, with PCP finance from only €499 per month. Now is the time to make an appointment. Now is the time to start moving forward. Audi. Vorsprung durch Technik. Terms and conditions apply. Come home to ultra-fast broadband and Sky's best ever Wi-Fi for our lowest ever price from just €30 Euro a month. So you can now play games, stream music and download movies at ultra-fast speeds for less than ever before. To switch from just €30 Euro a month for 12 months, search Sky 30. Availability subject to location, setup, fees, terms and conditions apply. For more info, see sky.ie forward slash speeds.